with that weed. Man, is it Andrew? I don't know how this goes. Uh, my name's Erwin. My name's Eric. <gasps> Who's it gonna be? Holding out. Alright. Hi guys, I'm Audio, bro. <laughs> uh, and I'm JP. Uh, what's our topic today, Eric? Yeah, so um, the topic. I guess just to like give it a little preface is survivalism. So I was thinking about this idea of like survivalist fashion. We got like face masks. We got like this whole like tactical gear thing, which has been a trend for a while. But now because of COVID, obviously like these things are becoming more and more essential like face masks. And um, a lot of these like streetwear brands like Supreme and and Bape and Off-White, they've had these like lines of like face masks that they sell, but not like, you know, like crazy. But now on StockX, which is like this streetwear reselling site, like the prices are just like a bit gauged or gouged, I guess is the word, um, like to the max where it's like they used to be like $60 retail and now they're like $200 for a face mask. Or like Supreme had this COVID relief t-shirt, 100% of the proceeds were going to, uh, yeah, COVID relief. And it was like 60 bucks retail and like $1,000 resale. And it just like dropped this morning. So a lot of things that we kind of took for granted before the quarantine are now like just being sold through the roof by resellers. Um, so it's like this, this whole concept of like necessity, scarcity, supply and demand that I kind of want to get you guys take on. Um, so yeah, whoever wants to jump in with an opinion about that, go for it. I feel like what's, what's fucked about that. Like, this is like super typical, right? With, um, it's typical that like any anytime anybody can make a buck or sees an opportunity to make a buck, which is like super common with any of the anything that like Supreme puts out for that matter, right? Like the, the natural culture run is like it gets bought up and then it becomes a resell like yeah. um I think what's weird and fucked about it is like when the nature of that product is supposed to be something that's like an altruistic, yeah, then the societally like us taking something and going it would almost be like if we hijacked remember the um the ice bucket challenge if somebody like hijacked mm-hmm. that somehow and made money off of it like they they sort of switched the whole premise of it and they it takes away from what they're trying to do with it yeah like, and i think it. that's that dirty part like yeah. that's just the, it just makes it that much dirtier even though it's a really natural thing that happens almost with every other product My question is like, is it a, is it unethical or is it just like smart business, right? Because this isn't like super related, but when Kobe Bryant passed away, his jerseys, even like the fake ones were selling for like hundreds of dollars, you know, the day he died. So I don't know, like uh, it's, it's kind of just like this weird situation, right? Where like some tragedy or something like very current happens and then resellers find an opportunity in the market and like seize it, you know? <clears throat> I mean, that's sort of like, in a different way, that's kind of like 
consumerism is anyway. Like we're, I mean, we take advantage of, of, emotion, of emotions and moments and, and you could argue that. I mean, I don't want to shoot down our entire industry because we're all here, you know, we all, we all need things. Right. But there is a sense in which you could say that, you know, yeah. we create, we create, we create the fire and the need. It's not really there. We create the culture of scarcity and we create those ideas like for consumer to create more consumerism, you know? And I think it's, it's just like putting even a sharper angle on it now thinking about how dire this is and how, yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty, I think it's, I don't think it's unethical because I think it's like I said, it's like what we've been doing. I think it's just, um, it's kind of par for the course, but again, it's just coming into like a little bit of a clearer focus with this. And I think it's making people rethink their relationship to things a little bit as well, like at a higher level and what they really need and like what's actually essential um, and what they want and why they want it. Yeah. I agree with that. I think, I, I think I'm with you in that it's not unethical. I think it's more so just like a lack of awareness for the situation. Um, and that like the way you present yourself, the way you present your ideas and what you're trying to do, it becomes hypercritical. And I think that like, it's very easy for it to come off as self-serving. And, um, and I think that's like where the, like the, the fine line gets crossed in my opinion. Um, because I mean, I think it's definitely a gray area that I, I mean, none of us have ever seen something like this. So like when it comes to health and safety, like I think there is a humanistic like um, responsibility to help, to help our very existence. Like it's the only time I think we've ever had, or like not, I think it's the only time we've ever had that to where like we do have to like have a, we have to fulfill a responsibility to save the whole. Um, but I think, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with, with being able to help and being able to be um, paid for like helping if you're doing it in the right way. And I think an interesting way to look at it, I also don't have grid view, so I have no idea what you guys are doing. So you guys could be thinking I'm sounding completely stupid and I have no idea. Um, but I think an interesting way to think about it too, is that like, there's a lot of these small businesses that have been pivoting to mass or pivoting to, um, you know, screen printers are doing signs or figuring out every little thing that they can do to a help, but be also like save their own business. And there's a very interesting perspective with that too, because, um, I mean, while it might come off as self-serving trying to make a buck off of selling this mask, be healthy and to save more people than ourselves. There's also this need to keep making goods. If you're a small business that, the demand where the demand is going where the demand is and i and i that might be an interesting place to take the conversation too is uh like what some of these brands are doing in order to do that yeah. or, or we don't have to <laughs> I thought Owen was going to jump in. I was just like looking at his face. He, he seemed very like in the thought. I was, I'm still thinking. Okay, cool. I was thinking while you're thinking about that, I was thinking about just this idea of like fear as something that, again, like sometimes like traditionally marketing. Um, can use as a tactic to sell more things, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And I guess 
in this idea of scarcity that you brought up earlier, Eric, I'm just kind of taking it in a slightly different direction while while Erwin ponders his his answer to JP's posit. Um, I uh, I'm just thinking about how do you guys feel like fear, if at all, has been like a central part of sort of like driving scarcity in all of this like where does that start and end like what are the role of brands people like influencers i think to me yeah. that's what's interesting is just like we have we're all like part of this collective conversation now right where brands people celebrities are all like thrown into the social media landscape and all talking about things um and it becomes what you hear you hear again and again through different sources um and so i'm just curious about what you guys think about about that as another or you can choose what you respond to well, no, because I think going back to JP's point or what he was like trying to get out there, um, I actually completely agree. I have I have a split perspective because one, I know small businesses who are doing it to stay alive. On the other side, I know there's big businesses that are getting into that space and they're making these masks and they're profiting off these masks. And maybe some of them are donating back, which is great. Um, but I have like a, there's like a weird tension in my head because for me, this was this, I saw this as like this, uh, even though it's not a great time, there's this like golden opportunity for a lot of small businesses to really cement their place in people's hearts and minds, because those are the people that are the closest to you and they're making things for you in the moment right now. I know people who are making masks and donating them to thousands of or like thousands of masks a week and donating to the hospitals and to the community and only asking for donations they're not selling them and then when these big brands come in and they start selling masks i i don't have like a solidified answer it's like i don't know i don't know how i feel i find myself feeling like that a lot right now because we are in this massive crisis where I think a lot of those, a lot of the people who were following on social media and a lot of like media in general is here to spark fear, taking it to like what I was talking about. Like they're sparking a lot of fear and then that fear is driving people to purchase these things that they don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a solid point. I think I'm like this, this time as far as, as a consumer and then as a person who works in like advertising or marketing and brand and all that stuff, being on both sides, I know that we as marketers have always done this. We've always played on the current cultural zeitgeist or situation, whether it's like sad and dark or happy and joyful to help sell more product. Um, And people are doing that right now. So I can't, I was like bashing them before we started this live. I was saying big brands are doing all this stuff and it's bullshit. Fuck them. But at the same time, that's just the reality of what's been going on. And then even with the resellers, the whole thing about that is all they're doing is taking what we've always done and they're just doing. Mm -hmm. Like they're selling Kobe Bryant stuff as soon as he dies because honestly, that's when you're going to make money. That's when you can pull on people's heartstrings. Right. It's funny. Selling that stuff, that's when you're pulling on people's heartstrings. Like you you were in line and you got this early drop on something that was like a once in a lifetime thing. Like if you look at the Supreme Jump as that, like this is the only supreme job ever that would be a that that means this much to society and culture. Therefore, that supreme job becomes the, the probably the highest desired supreme job because it's really once in a lifetime, right? And so they're just playing off of the current cultural zeitgeist to make profit. It's shitty, yeah, 
I think I think the, the shitty part is like the profit is coming right now. Like we, you can still do that and be like, I want to be a person that acquires that and not necessarily decide I, I need to flip that today. Do you know what I mean? Like the like profit, like the profiteer that occurs during a time when people are going through so much pain um, mm-hmm. financially and fiscally. I think like it's the timing of everything. I agree with you. You're right. Like this, this is like, it actually, it's a super meaningful thing. And like to want to be a part of that, not only wanting to be a part of it, like you're actually doing what the company is setting out to do. You're, you're helping them donate that proceed. It's the fact that you turn and flip it immediately and go, it cheapens sort of your participation in that, in that, like I wasn't a part of that meaningful moment. I, I was in it for the $800 profit I made yeah. on, the, on the back. Agreed, but I, you know? so I, I think going back to what JP was saying, if we consider that we don't know these resellers, right? And I'm not standing up for one side or the other. That's why I was trying to be, I, that's why I was so silent because I don't know. Mm. Um, but if you consider the current situation, maybe who these resellers are, maybe there are people who lost their job who don't necessarily have yeah. another way to make money. And the government has actually been garnishing or like debt collectors are garnishing that, the money that they're sending out. So even though it was 1200, you could only get 500. That's not going to last you. That's not going to keep you. And so maybe some of these people who are reselling shirts for a thousand dollars, they need that thousand dollars. And the people who are buying it have the thousand dollars. So on both sides, it's like, yeah, it's shitty, but the same way way the brands are making masks business, it's like this person might be reselling this shirt for a thousand dollars because they need well, to that's their business. That's also yeah. their business, right? Like yeah. everybody else, us included, are still c- carrying on business as usual, right? Like we're still in business. We're not cutting down. Like if that's your job, if you're a job, you're a reseller. Like what? And you see an opportunity. Like mm-hmm. I can't. At the same time, it's like I can't fault you for being. Oh, I'm just doing my job because I'm going to work every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not stopping and being like, let me sacrifice how I make my living. Whoa, 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 What about the hand sanitizer guy, though? I'm going to take it all the way to that level. I don't know if we can <laughs> he, he, he was bullshit. He's diabolical, man. I mean... Yeah. I, think, I think if you were like... He's like, that's ridiculous. I think what it comes down to is like... Any biz, bad business practice, it is like, where do you draw the line? Like, yeah. to a certain extent, it's okay because you're just running a business. But at a certain point when you're like, I don't know, I'm happy the government went in and took this shit. Because yeah. at a certain point, when you're hoarding and people need it, then that's fucked up. Like, I have a, like I no one, need, no one. I think the difference is like no one needs the Supreme shirt. Yeah, at all. You're willingly yeah, give thousand dollars for the to the reseller because I have a thousand dollars to like spend on a shirt. And I think that's kind of also where I was going to like with the small businesses who are doing what they need to do to stay afloat. Like they were pivoting and doing it. I will say that like, and I would be willing to bet that the majority of those who are doing it just to like to make ends meet and like make sure that they are staying around after this is done are doing the right thing when it's time like there's a lot of them that are like hey we're making masks but if you don't have them and you can't afford them like we'll give them to you and um and things like that are like um small like fitness studios that are like you don't have to pay us but if you want to pay us like we'll give you like during this we'll give you all of these things that we can after or x y and z and i think there's a lot of like good that is still being done with people who are just trying to survive and i think that's completely like respectable yeah i think what it comes down to is like oh sorry go ahead emma 
No, go ahead. I'm going to add, you go first. Um, I was just going to say, like, I think it just comes down to intention. And I think Emma's idea of like fear is like spot on because there's like two ways to look at, to look at it. Right. So it's like, on one hand, there are companies that are like assuaging fears, right. They're like helping to curb these fears and like, you know, whether that's like donating masks for free or, you know, just like being very benevolent about it. On the other side, you have people that are like stoking these fears. For example, like the hand sanitizer guy, it's like this guy, he's not going to use like all that fucking hand sanitizer and he doesn't expect people to use you know, he, he bought like how much hand sanitizer did he buy? It was just like a shit ton, right? But like, that, that's imagining him just bathing in hand sanitizer. Yeah, He's just like, exactly. Nah. It's like you don't need all that shit. But could you imagine you, doing that and you're getting in the wind? I mean, you're really cold. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen that it's always sunny in Philadelphia? Dude, yes, that's what I thought about. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the new that's the new flex. It's Frank. It's just yeah. Frank crawling yeah. around in his underwear. And, yeah. <laughs> Fully but, stay. Yeah, I guess like, to, to bring it back though, like it, it is like about your attention, right? Like, are you doing it for the good of humanity, for the good of like society, or are you just like trying to make a quick buck, you know, without mm-hmm. trying to give back? I don't know. Like, and again, I, I'm not like being, I'm not like virtue signaling. I'm not like picking one side or the other, but it is like this interesting line, right? And I think yeah. that's what I was saying. Like to me, this was like a golden. Oh no, you had something. I'll pause. Well, I was gonna take it. I just had like another thing I wanted to go on. If you want to like close the loop, then I'll wait. Because I All have right. like, I was like I, to me, that was what I was saying about this was like a golden time for, for small businesses because they are people, at least there's there's a high amount of small businesses that truly care about their community because they feed off of their community. Like their community is what sustains them and helps them so they give back. And <clears throat> We even talked about this on the last Brand Beats where this is a time for you to like sew and like give back and support and be a true platform for the people who have like purchased from you and have been there for you. Um, so that way on the other end, you actually come out as one of those brands who people tr- like care about. Yeah. And so you see that distinction even right now. Like we, we talked a lot about even the idea of hype dying down during and post COVID but you see with the Jordan release, they released it right before the, the little the documentary and it sold out before the intro credits were over. Mm-hmm. And so even that conversation is tight dead. I think what that clarifies and shows that people, brands who have truly built up a relationship with their customer and have been a platform for their customer, the hype is still going to be there and their brands are still going to be there. But brands who have just taken it and done frivolous things and not necessarily are truly giving back and don't necessarily have a clear point of view on who they are and what they stand for, as well as aren't acting as a platform for their customer base. Those are the brands that the hype is going to die. They're going to possibly die. Um, they're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, that, was, that was the end of my thought. It's a good potentially yes. segue into what I want to talk about, which it was about like, you talked about community a lot and like relationships. And I think something that I've noticed as like an organic observation is that in the wake of all of this, and despite all the things that we were just saying about some of the malevolence potentially, and you know, people taking advantage, like there's this heightened sense of sharing that I've noticed um, and not sharing like social media sharing, like, I mean, they have that too, which has always been there, but like a sense of like, communities even small communities like walking around my neighborhood there's like little fun things like I've been taking a bunch of photos I'll eventually post but like people have like 
hey, here's a tin full of magnets I haven't read anymore. Hey, here's my little take a succulent, leave a succulent. Or like yeah. things where I think people are trying to share physically um, as a way to support one another because I think what all this is exposed economically and individually, this is obvious, but is how interconnected we all are. So there's like the sad part of that, which is the ripple effect that we're all feeling, you know, either acutely or distantly. And then there's also the positive impact of that. Like we have the power to shift that and say, hey, we all are connected. So as things progress and as the future of like potentially our economic fabric changes forever, like how do we actually support one another on an individual level? And that's also brands, right? But like, how do we actually come together and create a sense of like a shared, shared, sharing, sharedness, sharing. Was doing so well. And I just botched the last word. Um, Real quick. So just a comment from one of the YouTubers. Uh, It's from Luke Clark. He says, I see it as small businesses need to survive. And if they can provide a good that is A, relevant, that sells, and B, also provide a solution to the problem, then it's hard to judge their motives. Yeah. And Anshul Kedile says, people are trying to be more human, and the glam of IG is probably coming off just a little bit. For sure. Like, I think nobody cares about that anymore. Like, nobody's, like, everybody's, everyone was living in their phones before, and I'm using hyperbole to say this to make it sound more impactful, but, like, I feel like just people's photos, like, pictures of you living your best life, like, that highlight reel, everyone's like, hey, no one has one right now because we're all sitting in our four-by-four little boxes, right? Also, we just have differences of priorities, right? It's losing it, for sure. And I think to that point, like, as far as priorities, people are now prioritizing to your point, Emma, like sharing, right? And I almost see it as like, I don't want to say like communist, but it's almost like this like bartering economy now where people are like trading shit. So it's like, I'll give you a face mask for X or whatever, you know, it's like, is that going to be something that's going to be sustainable after COVID? Like just this whole like idea of like bartering and like trading goods. Is, um, is that happening? Yeah. A meal for a beer. Yeah. People are doing a lot of that stuff currently. Where it's like you're just trading something that I need for something that you need. I think it is going to continue. Yeah. I mean, even thinking about this isn't exactly bartering, but I think it's more of a like, what I have, what do you want? What can we work out? Like, even like mm. Depop, which is maybe a departure from, again, literally bartering without any financial gain, but like these ideas of like Depop and like people selling things like to one another without like a retail front or a store. It's like, hey, Erwin, you need this, I have this. Like it's a lot more one-to-one, which I think is also negative of like where people maybe are going, you know? It's almost also too, I was gonna say even like going like hyper simplified with it, like there's even this more like, uh, there's more active or I guess, I don't know what the hell the word I'm trying. There's people are sharing ideas in the same way. Like there's a bartering of ideas and knowledge as well. So it's like, it's interesting. Like we're all looking for everyone's re- like recommendations. We're all looking for everyone's like just little pieces to get us by. And now it's like, yo, what are you watching on Netflix? What are you doing here? What are you listening to? And it's like heightened now. So it's like even like to to your going back to like your sharing of these little simple things of like how we're interacting with one another. It's like there's also while we might not be sharing our like over glamified lives of us doing like 
on an island somewhere. Now it's like we're all becoming, we're coming together and we're just like asking one another, we're communicating more simply. It's less showing and more just like telling and like kind of sharing. And I, I think that's really interesting too. So like, it's like brands are doing it with physical goods. People are selling it like that. But then there's also like a lot more sharing of ideas, I feel like. That's so true. I feel like there's, there's like a whole exchange right now that's happening. Like the nature of your conversation. Can you guys hear this airplane coming down right now? Is it loud? <laughs> okay, good. Shit. Uh, no, but like there is like an exchange of like your conversation is more... It's, it's the substance is completely different about our, our conversation. Like you almost exchanging meaning in an interesting way. Like even the nature of like him and I will have a, like we, we usually have like pretty interesting conversations, but it will be about some random trivial shit. But like recently we've been like exchanging, like, Oh, I've been reading this book and it's like interesting in this way, or I'm listening to the podcast. Not that we don't have those, but it's like, it almost dominates the exchanges that I have with people because I'm like, how are you getting through it? And they're like, here's how I'm getting it's more through meaningful it. And now. Yeah. And it's just a different way because you're, it's all we're all thirsty for. We have this like whole, this is the interesting thing to me is like our value systems have changed because much of the frivolous has been shipped away from us. The stuff that we like, like, Oh, this thing's going on or I'm going to this place with these people. And, and that's the nature of your conversation. And right now you're like, everything in your life is about like, how do I find meaning in the mundane like every day and and those are the things that we want to exchange and talk about with one another because we're like looking for the next thing that i can find in like some joy in a really subtle endeavor yeah um and i guess to tie it to that another comment we got from anshul was it seems like human connection is the only thing we really wanted all this while and to me that kind of ties it back to like our past episode which is like we're yes we're like all siloed and separate but we're still coming together in like a beautiful way, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it, that just goes to like sharing and this idea of like connectivity and community and et cetera. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think not to take it to a completely different space along the same lines. <clears throat> one thing to build on top of this, this idea that we are basically, we, we are acting as if we're smaller communities now. The idea of sharing, the idea of like truly connecting with individuals, we're, we're, we're functioning as if we have small, intimate tribes that we belong to. With that, and with everybody being sort of siloed and separated into their own homes, and mainly using digital platforms to connect, and this is more raising a question, do we feel like that's going to take us back a step from the social progress that we started to have because now people are in their own silos again, only hearing the things that they want to hear and only hearing the things that they tune into necessarily. Like, is this increasing the divide between, and I'm just using this as an example, the right wing and the left wing. Mm, yeah. Because, I mean, because there's no longer the need to interact. Like they don't know if you're not going to work, you're not necessarily interacting with people who have different views or different perspectives. So yes, we're more connected and we're like having deeper conversations. Like if you and him are having these deeper conversations, but both of you have similar points of view. So you're re reaching out to people who have similar points of view as opposed to interacting with people who yeah. don't have points of view at all. Yeah. And so now it's like we are, we are increasingly siloing ourselves while we're expanding and enriching those connections. That's why I was saying the idea of tribe, 
right? Like Why? the idea of tribes are coming back stronger, mainly because the people we're connecting with are connecting with deeper, but we're right. no longer even having to interact with the people who don't agree with us. Right. And we, I feel, Oh, go ahead. Anna. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just feel I, you're right. Like the first part, like I do think the scale of our tribe or our community is like far more pronounced in its closeness. Like the relationships that are like that, like they are smaller because you, you start to like realize like, Oh, those people that you do have like a little bit more of a connection with relative to the scale of the people you're connected to. Uh, like you're like, oh, there are certain people you're gravitating towards and then you have this exchange in a more meaningful way. And that's much smaller and so your, your tribe's going now. But the second point you're making, it's like, there is for sure a massive distraction in terms of the social conversation. Like this hijacked everything. And so all of the conversations that we're having about, you know, me too, trans rights, whatever it is, are all but evaporated in the wake of, something that just said stop everything this yeah. is the only thing you can think about and, it's and like, so every go ahead no and i was like and i think while while it was good and like in when this first started happening i was like this is hopeful like we're all in this together mm-hmm. over the past couple of weeks you've started to see protests you've seen a lot more mm-hmm. hate still coming out it's true which, which is to say and this is going back to the idea of fear and so which is to say is is this helping to increase their time or like the time for people to just like ruminate in their own sort of hate and hatred for other people because now they don't have to interact and now it's not in the media you're not seeing it you're not afraid of like being called out on me too because it's not there anymore all i'm afraid of is covid and that's it it's true like we have a common enemy we have a different way of like combating it right and we only talk to yep. people who are kind of on our own team and i think like in the before of this all of this happened like there were already echo chambers to your point, Erwin, right? And it's like, you know, you can choose to drop into any of them on Reddit or on YouTube, wherever you are, like you can follow whoever you want and be part of that conversation and have a group of a tribe, right? For better or worse, of like-minded people that share values and thoughts. The antidote to that was real life in a lot of ways. You could, whether it was just visually walking down the street, right, in a major city or being on public transportation and being faced with other humans that either just like, you know, don't share your opinion or might change the way you think about something even just at a glance that doesn't happen and then you miss out that water cooler conversations right that are happening in the offices with friends at bars where you may just have the, the element of spontaneity that can help challenge your your opinions right which helps round out your your kind of worldview in a way so we're not having that right now unless you're really active and intent upon seeking it out it's pretty hard with algorithms and all that other crap to and self and preference right and bullshit tolerance like how much do you want to open yourself up to like disagreement right now and you're just trying to like figure out a way to survive and you're like i can't even think about what i'm making for dinner let alone like trying to empathize with the other side of an argument that i may disagree with but it's interesting especially in a a time of like tension and unsurety you don't necessarily want your other you don't want the other foundations that make up your bedrock to be shaken yeah you don't want you don't want to be like oh shit am i racist (laughs) (laughs) you're you're broke you're not able to go to work. You don't have your job. And you're like, oh shit, am a fucking racist. Yeah. Like, those aren't things that you would even want to come to terms with. Like, I feel like those things can only happen in times of prosperity when we are a little bit more comfortable, when everything else is like working itself out. And then you now have time to sit and be introspective and really think about who you are and how you're contributing. Exactly. And so, 
yeah, it's that it was just more like an open, an open conversation and observation because I've just been seeing a lot of like fear mongering and hate from both sides. And I see less conversation happening. And like you're saying, those water cooler conversations and those kind of spontaneous interactions that you have at the human when you're walking around and when you're in New York and you're on a subway and you're a businessman, but then you see someone who's homeless. That's the moment to pick your heart and turn your emotion. Now you don't see it. If you're a businessman and you are living well, you're just now chilling in your apartment. Mm. Well. Exactly. You don't even get those, mm. minutes, those small moments of just seeing others mm. and having empathy yeah. through that or having a moment of like self-reflection or pause. It's yeah. really yeah. And does, does this decrease, not decrease empathy, but if I'm so worried about my business yeah, and how my business is functioning, do I even have time to care about the homeless person? Well, well, of course, you don't, you know, you're not exposed to anything. It absolutely, I think it absolutely does create when you're not connecting to people, your, your natural like tendency as a human being is going to be like to self-center everything mm-hmm. in your world becomes about yourself. Uh, and, and I don't care what we say, like as much as we can connect over zoom or whatever, like it's, it's, it pales in comparison to exposure in a real way, um, yeah. you know, in terms of the empathy that it creates and connecting with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the like raw expression of that was at the beginning of this, when we saw people fighting like an old woman for toilet paper. Like that was a moment where like this person had mad toilet paper in their like shopping cart. And then the old woman like just wanted one. And then the yeah. woman like a fighter. And it was like, because she was so, worried about herself and that's it and didn't care about like the larger community. Yeah. I don't know. So cool. I, that, that to me is like this interesting, like there's this duality where yes, we've seen more people caring about and donating and giving back to the community that's immediately surrounding them. Right. And mainly that's like, it affects me what the person next door to me thinks and feels. But as soon as you mm-hmm. go block over, is there that same level? And block over being like, you go to another community, et cetera. I'm using that as a small example. As soon as you go block over, is that same level of care there? Or now is this a completely different group? Is it like Bloods and Crips? Again, mm-hmm. weird example, but it's like, these are two completely different groups, differing points of views, and they fight. And they do not share ideas. Mm-hmm. Is that... That's, that's my only worry about like after this, if like we take a step back on all of the progress we've made as far as like true social like progress and connection. Well, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, there will be a siloing, right? In a weird way. Yeah, I mean, bringing it back full circle to what you said in the beginning, like I'm gonna try to connect the two because I think we're talking about like people taking advantage of individuals, right? Like that's how we kind of started this conversation about like hand sanitizer, devil guy, or just people that are like reselling things. <laughs> or devil whatever. guy. Devil guy, <laughs> sanitizer Satan. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, and Satanizer. I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna baby. Let's go. I'm dead. I'm <laughs> um, no, but I just think like there's also opportunities to take advantage of people's vulnerability in this time, rather yeah. than just like you know what they want, what they don't want, and, like scarcity and things like that. It's like scarcity is like a much more like not to get like this, but like almost like there's a spiritual or philosophical element to the idea of scarcity, right? And so when somebody is fighting an old lady for toilet paper, like someone is out there, someone could take advantage, a person, a political entity, a power, a brand, a person's fear of like 
self versus um, versus the greater good. And there's this whole concept of like social cohesion. Um, that's super interesting if you look into just around like how people actually interact with each other in times of, in times of trouble. Um, and the tendency, mm-hmm. you know, it, it starts at the top and again, avoiding politicization of this conversation, but it starts at the top, but essentially like people want to be community minded and they want to put people's uh, greater good first, but it's hard to do if they don't feel supported at a very basic human level. And when they don't, or they feel like there's no one to support them foundationally, they go back to this like self first. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is like, people are going to be shitty regardless of the quarantine, right? Like people were shitty before the quarantine. They're going to be shitty after the quarantine. And like same, same for the flip side, right? Like people are shitty. People, I mean, people, you know, people that are doing amazing things now probably did the same things before the quarantine, you know? But I think to Emma's point, like in times of need, in times of like dire situations, like now, this is when we see those two extremes. Um, yeah. So I guess to close the loop a little bit, just because we're running on time. Um, I, I think it is like this idea of like fear mongering, right? Like, again, going to intention, like, are you helping people cope or are you just like stoking and fear mongering? Um, so I guess just to get you guys takeaways before we close this out, like, how do you guys, I mean, I don't know, like, what are, what are your thoughts on like this whole idea of like survivalism at a high level, you know, like, is this going to affect us post COVID? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, for me, like, I did just to connect back to some of the stuff that you guys are going on. I do think like when as human beings, like while we're afraid, we definitely get a little lizard brainy, right? Like we are going to like, we are going to go, I have to protect myself and protect, you know, yourself. I think community is something it's, you know, as you're mentioning Emma, it's like, it's something that can be incredibly good in bonding, but community is incredibly like scalable. So when you, when communities start to get small, then you end up with conflict. I mean, like the, I think the, the positive hope I have for it though, is like post fear. You look at like the concept of like the near miss that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. It's when we survive these things together, like afterwards, we feel more connected because we survive together. And so at the end of the day, I think on the back end of this, there is potential for us to feel morbid because we will look back on this and go, hey, they were as a nation, it's actually fairly impressive to get 300 million people to comply as well as we did, despite the small uproars that we had. Like, wow, I have, like an, I have a bit of hope for us as a, as a collective of people that we were able to like not go outside and stay away from one another for the benefit of 1% of people who are 10% of people who are severely affected by this. Because if we're all really lizard brain, we could be like, fuck it. I want to be as free as I want. And uh, you know, Darwinism, they're going to go, go away. Like that's, there are people who are saying those things, yeah. but I would say the math, the vast majority of people aren't, aren't saying that and, yeah. and do care about the, the small minority of people who will be affected in a, in a heavy way with this. So I think like there's potential. I don't know that it will be the truth in my eyes, but there's potential for good and bonding and closeness to come on the other side of this. I think the interesting thing too, that uh, like I, in that conversation and in the one we had a little bit before is that it just made me think of Lord of the Flies um, and that like morality is, is all relative. So it's like, to the point that everyone was making, like, I don't, I'm worrying about what I'm worrying about now. And my 
morality is almost determined by my current situation. And so I think like we're going to see that influx of that. And I think um, to bring my answer to Eric's point while we're wrapping it up is like, I think all the small businesses and other large businesses are feeling that as well. And they're making decisions based on their current situations. But I think that like, I think in the end, um, the, the true colors will show through and I think people will see who's being genuine and who's helping and who's doing their part. And people will also see through those companies that are trying to cash in and do the, like just trying to, um, cash in on a, on a shitty situation. Um, and so I think that if anything, when we, to like, when we are out of this, that there will be a little bit more, while the areas are very, very gray right now, I think mm. it'll be a little bit more black and white on the other side in terms of like where companies stand and like what they stand for. My response isn't as long. I agree. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think it'll be very clear. Like this will be a time when like, those organizations that aren't necessarily about that life. When I say about that life, they're not necessarily true and rooted in something real. Um, they're going to be weeded out. Whether it's like right away or it's like over time. I just think that this is, that's the reality. Like people are going to want to invest and spend time with the brands that spent time with them. Again, we always had the idea of be more human and trying to make brands more human not as like a scary thing, but as this, what is a good friend? Good friend is someone who knows you, someone who listens, someone who sits with you, someone who's there for you, even if you're not necessarily always good to them. To me, that's what a brand should be doing. A brand should be doing all of those things. They should know you. They should be there for you. They should support you. That way, when you need it, you support or they support you as the brand or whatever. Um, so the brands that have done that and are going to continue to do that are the brands that deserve to be in this world. Brands that aren't doing that don't really deserve a space in our hearts and our minds as customers. And I think that that's what this is going to, to help bring to light, or I hope that's what the help bring to light. And on the other side, I do hope to what Andrew was saying. I hope that that is the truth and the reality. Mm -hmm. I hope that we're not more siloed and we don't now look at, we don't go through this major tension point and then begin to just look at the other side as the people who were on the wrong side of history. Because if that happens, then I feel like we're in a we're in a slightly worse place than we were before we went into it. Survival of the realists, not the fittest. Hmm. Oh, Stop. No, super emphatic. Mike, Mike, slowly put down. <laughs> <laughs> Mike placed down. Mike placed. Oh, that, that was a that was a good that was a good mic drop quote. Thanks. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I thought on a poster. Do it can. I will say it was less impactful for me because. What? It was less impactful for me because I don't have the grid view. So you said that, and then the camera just stayed on you, and nothing was being said. You were just like slowly looking at the camera. So it wasn't <laughs> a cool mic drop. It was like, very awkward. All right, y'all. Well, I guess that's it. Unless anyone else has any other last thoughts. Be nice to each other. Wash yeah. your fucking hands. Stay home. Oh. Don't go outside. Just be nice. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Oh, yeah, my last word would be share love and try and like still stay open to the other side. Whether you're on the left, you're on the right, whether you're somebody who didn't agree with me too. 
use this time to dig into some of the things that you didn't necessarily agree with and maybe see through lines of how you are actually connected. I think to Emma's, to what Emma said, I feel like that's, that's probably the most powerful thing. Like if we can truly utilize this as an opportunity to see how we're connected and utilize the spread of the virus to, and abstract that to see like, oh, we're actually way more connected. Me going to this one place, I actually came in contact with this individual who doesn't have the same point of view, whatever. We're connected. We're more connected than we thought. Um, yeah. Love each other. Like that. That's Should I do another mic drop? Those are pronounced. Um, those are very, I like those, those tips. Mine is uh, never smoke at a gas station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess for a more serious one, because everyone's getting like really deep. Mine was kind of a joke. Um, Man, so oh, we, can't, we can't go back. <laughs> we gotta go. I gotta backtrack a little bit. I don't wanna. I gotta. My reputation's at stake. So um, yeah, just just keep on keeping. Keep your head up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind if you don't. Dance. Lean on me, dance. withers. You know. Let's just say lyrics. Yeah, rest in peace. Rip. Feel right. Damn. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Let's stay, <laughs> let's stay together. <laughs> I don't want to fight. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has gone off the rails. I think that's uh, I think it's time. I feel like it's not the end of a brand beat until it goes off the rails. I'm That's, out. I'm. That's how you know it's oh, on. still going. All right, YouTube, Spotify, oh, Apple no. Music. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Where the army is sparring, spawn with a knife in the missile fight. Get your intel right, your intelligence is irrelevant. But it's definite, I spit more than speech impediments. Brooklyn's the residence, the best, and it's evident. We got them, it's PE nuts, like they elephants. Throw them in a truck if they hate, though. We don't give a f as long as we collect our peso. Y'all collect pesos, y'all money ain't right here. I got them girls next to the wood, like they like it. I'm right here, trying to get a buzz.